Hello and welcome back to the TTP, the Tani Talks Parsha, the year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We have come to Parsha Toldos, and I want to focus in on just the first few words of the Parsha itself, thinking about what it really means, a tolda, toldot. Ve'ela toldos Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham holid es Yitzchak. This is the progeny. These are the children of Yitzchak, who was the son of Avraham. Avraham begot. Avraham had Yitzchak. So in this pasuk, we're supposed to like have some a little bit of suspense. You know, these are the children of Yitzchak. Avraham got Yitzchak. Where are the children? What are you talking about? How do we set aside this pasuk? How do we set up this pasuk? We're looking that you should be telling us the progeny. Obviously, later we know that Yitzchak had Yaakov and Esav. But you set up the Pasuk, Hashem writes the Pasuk through Moshe, that these are the progeny of Yitzchak. Yitzchak was given birth by Avraham and Sarah. You know, interesting way of putting up the Pasuk. So the the question is, why is thing, why is it written this way? And what does it really mean, a toldot? What does it mean, the toldot of Yitzchak? So sometimes when we look at life, when we think of life, when we're involved in life, there are different things that could be left behind in a world. If a person, lo Elena, we should never know from such things, if a person is not Zoha to have actual, actual children, does that mean that they have no legacy left behind? Does that mean they don't have any quote-unquote spiritual children or spiritual gems or spiritual elements left behind in the world? What about a person that wasn't Zoha to, to literally have biological children? The Lubavitcher Rebbe was not Zoha, the most recent one, to have children. Did he leave anything behind? Of course he did. He left behind thousands of shluchim, thousands of students, talmidim, and, and words of wisdom, words of pearls of wonderful, wonderful wisdom. There's a story of, uh, I don't remember exactly how the parable goes, but there's a story, maybe it's from Chabad, of, uh, of a couple that... that uh, took in, you know, children of the community. They never had children of their own, and they fed them, they took care of them, and even if they did, then I'm making up the mushroom. And they they gave to the children, they gave to the children, they gave to the children. And lo and behold, after many years, they passed away and they leave no children behind. And then all these children that grew up, that grew up themselves, they, whoever had children that year, they named their children after those people. So how beautiful a legacy to leave behind that these children, these, these parents left behind a legacy of all of these children behind. In fact, Chabad points out, ChabadNewOrleans.com points out that there was a Slater Torah Academy honoring Mrs. Rosina Slater who gave a gift to the Torah Academy that she gave such generosity, there were such beneficiaries to children. They, this Mrs. Slater and her late husband Joseph were not blessed with children of their own low language and have nursed from such things, but through the act of kindness, she gained many spiritual children. At the event, Rabbi Chesney shared a story of the Baal Shem Tov. That's the one I was talking about before. I actually found the story itself to add it, who discovered a town full of children with similar names. Why? They were all named after a childless couple from a century before who endowed Jewish education into their town, in their town, thereby ensuring that all children would be afforded schooling. How beautiful, how wonderful it would be if everyone could be Zohar to give, 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 even if they themselves do not have the benefit of having children. 
sometimes some people are not blessed with the beautiful thing of having children. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But even if not, there is a way of having spiritual children by giving to those around them, by making sure that people around them are involved in Torah, are involved in mitzvahs, are involved in chesed. You know, Chana was barren for many years. Rivka, Emenu, of course, and Sarah Emenu, and uh, Rachel Emenu were all barren for many years. What was their life purpose before they had children? There is, of course, other life purposes. And maybe that's what we're here to learn from this Pasik. What are the Toldos of Yitzchak? He doesn't have children yet. What does he have? The wonderful deeds, the wonderful... Chesed, the wonderful Gvura that he himself was known for. He just did the Akedah beforehand. He was 40 when Rivka came into his life. Some say Rivka was 3. He waited 20 years to have children, couldn't have children. Yitzchak was about 37 at the time of the Akedah, but he didn't have children. But what did he have? Wonderful spiritual accomplishments, wonderful spiritual deeds. Sometimes a tolda doesn't actually mean a biological kid. Because what if you leave a biological kid, but that kid, God forbid, is off the derech, or that kid, God forbid, is not contributing in, in major, major ways to the Jewish people or to the world at large. What else can you leave behind? You could still leave behind many things. Deeds you do, charity you give, people you help, chesed you perform. A tolda could be something that was left behind. A tolda could be something that you give to the world, that you do to the world. Spiritual bro- progeny if you will, spiritual ability to give to the world, pouring of your soul by making sure to give, give, give. There's always a way to give to the Torah. There's always a way to give to the world. There are ways to make sure to allow spiritual benefit to the world. Even if someone is not married or doesn't have children yet, there's still so much to be given to the world. So much can be done for the world. Someone who, you know, the the Pasuk says... You know, this, these are the children of Moshe and Aaron, and then it lists Aaron's children, and Moshe and Aaron are considered the parents in some ways, and the question is, why? Didn't Aaron give birth to Nadam and Aviv, Lazar and Samar? So why is Moshe listed? Because someone who teaches Torah to children, on some level, the Gemara, I believe, points out, the commentators points out, on some level, they give birth to those children. They father and parent those children in such a way. So even if someone's not married, even if someone doesn't have children, if they're a teacher or they teach or they give shirim or they help children, in some ways they're parenting those children. They're having spiritual progeny in the world. They're giving to the world. And Moshe Rabbeinu proves it to us because the Pasuk at some point later on in the Chumash and the Torah points out that Moshe's children were the four that Aaron biologically had. Why? Because Moshe taught to them. Moshe was their teacher. Moshe was the role model. The Rebbe and his wife was a role model to thousands upon thousands of people. This couple from the Baal Shem Tov was able to spiritually give to so many people, and so many children were named after them. That's what it could be when it says, told us of Yitzchak, he doesn't have biological children at this point, but that's what could be keyed in on, the fact that even though there's no biological children, there still could be spiritual existences, spiritual children that were put into the world, spiritual deeds that were put into the world. After 120 years, you can't take anything with you. You don't take your children with you. You don't take your wife with you. Everyone should be zochah to live until, until 120 years in their own lifetime. All you could take with you is what? You take a keter shem tov, which is ola agabehem, the Perkei teaches, even more than priesthood, even more than royalty, even more than 
than Torah itself, the crown of a good name, of accomplishments, of doing Torah and chesed and, and mitzvahs in this world, that is the best name you can have. That's the best legacy you can leave behind when they think of, of Yankel or Shmerel or Joe. And when they, hopefully after 120 years, if they say my name, hopefully they'll say, ah, Tani got good things accomplished. And if not, then it wasn't as much as potential. And that shouldn't be. We should all fulfill our potential, fulfill our mission in life. After 120 years, they're not going to ask you, were you like Ramosha Feinstein? They're going to say, were you the best to me? They're going to say, were you the best Tani you could have been? Were you the best Dasan Mordechai you could have been? That's my Hebrew name. They're going to ask you, did you live up to the potential of your name? What was your spiritual progeny? One of the questions, only one of the questions was, will be, God willing, after 120 years, did you try to have children? Did you have children? But they'll also ask you, did you set aside time for learning Torah? Did you wait for Mashiach? Did you do your honest? You did you do your business dealings in honesty? And someone who's in the Torah study hall the whole day might not be able to answer those questions because he never went out to do business. And one of the questions they say they show you a videotape of your life and they say you could have been so much more, Tani, if you didn't accomplish what you're supposed to accomplish. Otherwise, they say, Ah, were you the best Tani you could have been? Were you the best Nasamordechai you could have been? Were you the best Yankel Shmerel, Joe, Charlie, Sarah, Shira, any type of person? Were you the best Shprinzah, the best Feige Shprinzah you could have been? Were you the best Leia Racha, Machav, Mucha, whatever your name is? Were you the best you could have been? Did you do the best you could have done? Did you live up to your life? Did you live up to your potentials and your dreams? Did you accomplish what you could have accomplished? You could only take with you after 120 years, besides for your good name, the Torah learning you've done, the mitzvahs you've done, the chesed you've done. That's what comes with you. You come into the world with a clenched fist, the baby, a newborn is screaming, why did you bring me into this difficult life? Screaming, I want to grab as much as I can materialism. I want to grab everything, everything, everything. After 120 years, a person passes away with their hands open. The Gemara points this out, I believe, because you come into the world, you want to take, you want to take, and when you leave, you leave everything behind physically, materialistically. All you could take is the spiritual, which of course is not a physical thing, so the hand doesn't take it, the neshama takes it with it. And those are the mitzvahs that you did, the chesed that you did, the Torah learning that you did, the good name that you tried to leave behind for your yourself in this world, and they take with you to the next world. That's why it says, Eilat told us Yitzchak, it's not talking only about the biological children. Yitzchak at this point, what did he accomplish spiritually? He learned with Avraham Avinu. He had the Akedah. He went out L'Suach Basada to find who he was looking for. He instituted Mincha, according to the commentators. What did he get accomplished spiritually? And what can we accomplish in our lifetime spiritually? Besides for the biological progeny, which we should try to have children, we should all be zochot to have lots and lots of children. The mehir be made at the right time. Everyone should find their zivug and have children. If they can't yet, it should be a zochus for everyone to have children and find their zivug at the right time. May it be today. But what can we accomplish in our spiritual atmosphere, in our spiritual way? That childless couple that the Baal Shem Tov was talking about, they still had all of these children, all of these kinderloch, all of these boys and girls that were named after them. That is a tremendous effect to have on the community, to have on the world. The, the Rebbe who didn't have children, he had a tremendous effect on the world because it's not just about the biological child. It's also about the spiritual accomplishment, the spiritual children, if you will, that you leave behind in the world. What can be the 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 progeny, the the accomplishments that could be left behind. Where did all your money go? Somebody once said, the only money I really have 
is the money that I give away. The money that I keep is not really mine. It goes to bills. It goes to tuition. It's gone before you know. That's why I always say one of my favorite phrases in life, money comes and goes, but real memories, real happiness, that's what really stays. That's what really remains. That's what's really important because really money is gone before you can even count it. It's gone to tuition. It's gone to house repairs. It's gone to bills. The real money that we keep, the real money that we have is the money that was involved in mitzvahs, involved in tzedakah, involved in chesed and charity, in buying food to cook for people, in buying books to give away to people, in buying things to lend out to people, to give clothing to give away to people. That's really mine. Those are the deeds that really stay with me. I told you a few weeks ago, we were involved in the Yad Leia clothing drive. We gave away three bags. That was such a wonderful accomplishing feeling. I had less clothing physically, but I felt more spiritually. Again, we had less clothing physically, but I felt so much more fulfilled spiritually. Because after 120, it doesn't matter if you have 15 sweatshirts or 15 coats. What you give away, what you do in a midst, that's your real progeny that stays with you. And if you have, if you're Zohar to have children that follow in your footsteps that are learning Torah and involved in Chas, involved in Sadaka, that's also beautiful progeny, fulfilling your ways, and could be also something that some children, some wonderful biological aspect, but you yourself have to be involved in the spiritual aspects. And that's why you could say, Ela told us Yitzchak. We're not talking the children. Of course, we learn about Yitzchak and um, Yaakov and Esav a little later on. But at this point, he doesn't have the children. What does he have? The accomplishments of the children, the accomplishments of the of the spiritual children, of the spiritual accomplishments, the spiritual deeds, the spiritual things in the world. Think about what you can contribute to the world. Think about what you could give to the world. What can you do for the world? What can you leave behind for you? After 120 years, thousands of recordings could be left behind in my voice, in my name. It could live on well after me, well after 120 years, if radio and audio and the internet stays forever. All of these seasons, five seasons at this point of OT, and five seasons of this point of Perke Avos, and, and a season of the of the Parsha show, now we're in the second season, and we're in the first season of the official Daf show, and a season of the live show. All of these minutes, all of these hours can live on well after me. That's a spiritual thing that can be left behind, talking, using my voice, anything that was ever written that you can write, anything you ever spoke about, anything that you ever left behind, anything you donated, anything that you left you, a person donates a building, donates a wing, or donates clothing, and that clothing is being used by people halfway across the world, donating food, donating time. These are all things that stay behind. These can be your toldot. These can be your, your holodot. These could be your progeny going about the world. These can be things that are set up for you in the world. What can you leave behind? Besides from biological, which of course is a huge apparent number one mitzvah, get married, have children. What can you fit spiritually leave behind? What can you donate to the world? What could be your toldah? And we look at the Pasuk, the first Pasuk of this week's Parsha, Ve'ela toldot Yitzchak, Avram Holodot Yitzchak, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. At this point, Yitzchak gave birth to different things that he did, like the Akedah. He didn't give birth to the biological children. He gave birth to the spiritual things. And what can you give birth to spiritually to accomplish, to contribute to this world, to make the world better, and you could take with you after 120 years? May we all be Zoha to give birth to wonderful things, real biological children, but also spiritual accomplishments, spiritual things to make the world a better place. And with such a thing, 
Hopefully we can be finally Zilcha to build the third base of Megdash today and to bring Mashiach speedily in our days, may it be today. Join us next time as we talk on the TTP, the Parsha of the Week, with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.